your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 321 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan in the heart of enemy territory, downtown Toronto, alongside Brandon Piller up in Collingwood. Today's episode is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Well, the Stanley Cup playoffs are in full swing too elimination since we last spoke on friday we'll have a full breakdown of that which sends abroad have packed their bags and exchanged them for golf clubs we also have a fun sends power rankings we're going to rank the top three and make a podium out of it which players increase their value most and you might remember before the season we had our organizational value rankings so we go back and look at those and who really pumped themselves up the charts this season we've got a few honorable mentions as well this is the locked on senators podcast your team every day today is monday may 24th and pilsey the goddamn Jets. They did it. The Edmonton Oilers, what a tire fire they got there. Yeah, that is just absolutely awful. And hey, I, I've been saying it. Nikolai Ehlers is a massive part of this Jets team. And you saw it last night. First game back, he scores a goal. And then he scores the game winner, too, to cap it all off. This guy is an absolute stud. Some people are saying the best winger in Canada. And I don't know if I disagree with it. I got to watch him tear it up in the queue for a couple of years in Halifax. And you always saw that he had the skill, but he's a resilient player too. He's, he's a playoff type guy. He'll mix it up in the corners. And last night it was off. It was his second goal of the night, by the way, too. He scored earlier in the game to set the stage. And I know I got to do a better job setting the stage. Sometimes we just hop right into it. Here's how it opened up. The Oilers, they were waiting for production from their top guys. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl had less points than Philip Grubauer in the playoffs through two games. A goalie for the Colorado Avalanche. But in game three, Dreisaitl has three points like that. McDavid has assists on a couple of them. You're like, okay, this is the Edmonton Oilers that are an electric factory that you love to watch. And they can score at will. They even make it 4-1 with 13 minutes left in the game. It was 4-1, and then it was 4-2, and then it was 4-3, and then it was ultimately tied up 4-4. And uh, Mike Kelly, who's a, been a guest on this show, great analyst with uh, the Point Hockey, Sport Logique, he's NHL Network guy as well. He had a video two and a half minutes long of Nikolai Ehlers hammering wrist shots home off of face-offs, Pilsy. You think that maybe the Oilers could have pre-scouted that a little bit? That was one of the best, like, bang-bang plays ever. Like, quick face-off win, top cheese snipe by Ehlers. Like, the Oilers didn't even have time to react to that. That was an incredible play, and I I don't think anyone could have predicted that the Jets would be up 3 nothing against the Oilers in the series. This is wild. 
Yeah, don't go back and look at our predictions before the series. Please, 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 I beg of you. Um, so there are two teams already eliminated. The Oilers could be the third. Game four in that series goes tonight. A strange back-to-back, and we're going to see that in the Toronto-Montreal series tonight and tomorrow as well, just to play some catch-up with the States. As we said, they've already had series that are through four games, and right now the Leafs and Habs are only going into game three tonight as the series shifts to Montreal. But wow, would that be an upset? And you got to think, speaking of upset, how mad are those stars? Because they just haven't been surrounded by good players. If you're Ken Holland, what do you do? Now, I could say tongue-in-cheek, do you make an offer this summer if you're the Senators for one of those big guys? Of course, they're not going to even listen. But how do they fix this? They're so in the mud. I honestly don't know, Ross. I think basically what it comes down to is finding some depth and getting an actual number one goaltender. Like, no offense to Mike Smith. I thought he played a great game. And as uh, you like to mention, Ross, he has some of the best playoff numbers ever. Like, he's a top echelon playoff goalie but he's just past his prime and he's not a guy that you can have carry a team with not a lot of depth into the playoffs and through the playoffs like they're they're gonna need to find some guys who can play supporting roles on the third and fourth line because McDavid and Drysdale just can't do it all I think their decor is actually shaping into a, a nice uh group there like especially if they get cleft bomb back then you got a nice core there but the depth after Dreisaitl and McDavid is just too thin and they're not able to get it done. Anyways, it's locked on Senators. However, that story blew my mind. We had to lead the show with that. We do have more playoff talk coming up a little later on. Canada continues to disappoint at the World Championships, although Connor Brown, who we're talking about Connor McDavid so much, I mentioned Connor Brown. I got confused. Connor Brown was named the best player for Team Canada at the first game. Those are voted on by the coaches. He also makes this list, the Senators top three players. So we're doing podium style. And we put this out on Twitter at send central first, second, and third, which players increase their value most throughout this season. We made an amalgamated and official locked on senators list. Pilsy, let's start with third. Who do you have there? For third, we got to go with Philip Gustafson. And I think for these top three choices, I tried to pick guys who were at the top of where they need to be. Like there's no one ahead of them in their spots. And Philip Gustafson, he's a young goalie that came in, played nine games, played amazing. He was backstopping this team. He was stealing wins for this team in uh, it's a young team. They're trying to figure things out. They're trying to finish the season off hot. And he was a massive, massive part of that. So for me, like, like we've been saying, he was just an average AHL goaltender, like statistically, but then he, bursts into the NHL and puts up amazing numbers. Like the growth and the increase in value that he's shown is massive because now they have an actual question. And we've been talking about this a lot this season. Who are they going to protect in goal before at the start of the season? I don't think that question was as uh, interesting as contentious, but now there's some real question marks about what the right path is there. Five wins in seven starts for Philly franchise this year. And that's after a season in Belleville with sub 900 save percentage. And well, two years of that actually in Belleville. So it was a big bounce back year for Philly and in a year where he needed it. Otherwise it would have been a complete no brainer to leave him exposed. And then you start to think what's next, even at his 
young age of only 22 years old. So great on him to realize some of that potential. And his next training camp is going to be so interesting. What is he going to do this offseason to maintain the spot that he's carved himself on the hierarchy of Sens goalie prospects? Because there is a list of talent, I'm telling you, with Sogard there and Dax and now you're looking at Maryland and maybe we see him in the top finish league next year after just torching the, the U 20 competition. It's just going to be unbelievable. The, the competition in the organization of who's going to come out on top because Pilsy, not sure if you know this, you only play one goal at a time. So you have to be the best on the team to get that chance. So Philip Gustafson, well-deserving of that. Had he had more starts, he could have found himself even higher on this list, but he is in third place and in second, we've got Josh Norris. And again, I want to start with these guys are at the top of their game for this team. He elevated himself into a number one centerman. It's insane to say. Now, I wouldn't classify him as kind of a general elite number one centerman potential, but he's looking like a 1A, 1B type guy for the Sens. And I think that's perfect because that top line of him, Brady, and Drake is clicking and they're doing so well on so many different facets of the game. So for me to have a guy as young as Josh Norris, only one pro season under his belt. I mean, not like it wasn't a big pro season. He was rookie of the year in the AHL, literally at the top of his game down there as well. So like Josh Norris, he really answered a lot of questions. He made us feel more comfortable that Logan Brown is still in his, as the Leams Martian put it, his cycle of uh, play bad, get injured, play good, and then repeat itself. So we're not as worried about that situation. And it also puts your mind at ease. Ross, you and I were hardos on Tim Stutzla being moved to the center position and staying there. He barely played there at all, and that's fine because he's looking like he's going to be an elite left winger. So that's why I have so much value in Josh Norris raising his game, elevating his game to being a 1A, 1B type centerman in the NHL because that puts a lot of pressure and it redirects the stress of what this team needs to do in the offseason. Yeah, it's funny when people think of him as a guy who was viewed as maybe a third-line center eventually before this season. Now, Dorian admitted as much that that's where he thought that he might end up. But his entire life, he's been elite, right? Like, you go back to his days at the U.S. national team program, and he's over a point per game there. And then he goes to Michigan, and he's nearly a point a game in his freshman year. And anyone who's been following the Nodak Sens or otherwise – realizes how difficult it is to put up points as a freshman in college second year he suffered that tough injury right after the world juniors but he's still 19 points in 17 games so the the skill was always there and then he just exploded after going pointless in his first four ahl games just 31 goals 61 points how are you is that good only 56 games played funny enough he played the exact same number of games in ottawa this year that he did in belleville last year and of course the numbers aren't there but did better than half 35 points and again he brings so much more than just points it's the poise it's knowing where his teammates are he brings elite hockey sense and he brings face-off ability that's sorely lacking otherwise on this roster so when you factor all those things in I think the reason why he jumps so much in value is that intangible is that those little skills, those in tight puck skills that he has, and he can find his teammates in the right spot. So I just, I hope that this growth is exponential. We know that there are ebbs and flows when it comes to young players developing, but 
if this wasn't a fluke, the Sens really have a star in the making in Josh Norris. Absolutely, yeah. And anytime you have the chemistry that he has with Brady and now throw Drake in on that line too, like that's just an added bonus. So Josh Norris really, really did a good job this season and we're so stoked for him. Gabriel Landeskog would look good on that line next year, eh, with Brady and Norris? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, he would. We're, we're going to start it up just like we had the Hall and Petrangelo are both coming to Ottawa. We? <laughs> takes. So, okay, okay, I'll take responsibility for that one. Quick ask, just because we put it out at Send Central on Twitter, what would you offer Ken Holland for Connor McDavid? Come on. <laughs> I mean, if we're, if we're getting this loopy this early in, in the discussion. It's the offseason. We're just having some fun. How many years does he have left on his deal? He's got six years at 12.5. Okay. All right. So what do the Oilers need? Well, I just said everything. It. They, they need a number one goalie. So we'll throw Matt Murray in there to try, try to start to balance the money out. Uh, mm, it depends if they keep Larson. If they lose Larson, they might need an Akita Zaitsev type okay. guy. Yeah. I'd be I like willing to throw a, I'll, I'll throw him a first in there. I'll throw him a first round pick just so they can start lottery to rebuild protected. off, right? Yeah, lottery protected, of course. You don't mess around with that. We know that. Uh, and then mate, Logan Brown can be can be in there. True, true. Yeah, you got to replace him somehow. So yeah, there we go. And a second. Okay, so Logan Brown, Nikita Zaitsev, Matt Murray, and a second. And a first lottery protected for Connor McDavid. You heard it here first, so credit to us when we get that. So you heard it here first when it inevitably happens this offseason. Now, Connor McDavid's old line mate in junior is actually number one on this list of players who increase their value. We've waxed poetically about him all offseason long. He was on top of all of our lists, really. He was my MVP of the season, but it's Connor Brown. And hey, cool stat. Dmitry Filipovich tweeted out a great uh, Mark Stone stat. Shorthanded him and Chandler Stevenson are 2 nothing up when they've played shorthanded this year together in almost an hour of ice time. So I asked him, I just tweeted back and said, Hey, do you have those, those numbers for Connor Brown and Nick Paul? Because we know how much offense they provided. So they played 60 minutes and one second, exactly an hour of shorthanded ice time together. They allowed five goals and they scored four. That's unbelievable. And that's only a microcosm of the bigger picture of what Connor Brown brings to this team. I love that stat. Yeah. Now, can we compare Connor Brown with Mark Stone? Not necessarily, but he, he's definitely a Mark Stone light. Like he has those very light. Yeah. He has those similar characteristics. He's good at similar parts of the game. The takeaways is Connor Brown's specialty this season. Um, and like that's so impressive that shorthanded, they're able to do what they can do, Connor Brown with Nick Paul. But Again, I'm going to go back to what I said about the other two guys. The top of what they can be doing for this team. He scored the most goals. I mean, to win hockey games, you have to score goals. I know Back. we're getting into analytics here, but that is important. He stay led with the, us. <laughs> yeah, we'll dumb it down for you here. He led the team with 21 goals. And then to harp on the shorthanded goals, he led the league in shorthanded goals. Like, this is a guy who kind of he embraced the role of being a older guy on the team even though he's not that old being a defensively responsible guy but also being like you know what 
I'm going to throw a little spice on that. Like, I'm not just going to be your defensively responsible penalty killer. I'm going to score some goals. I'm going to score the most goals. And I'm going to score the most goals in the league while down a man. So he just really brought a new type of energy to that role. And I think it showed. Like, Nick Paul really embraces that role as well. Alex Formanton, he embraces the role of being an offensive penalty killer. Like, there's so much more to his game than I think a lot of people give him credit for, especially people that don't watch the Sens, especially Leafs fans that uh, that maybe don't like to admit that they could really use a guy like Connor Brown in their lineup, especially when Zach Hyman hits the road and makes a massive contract in free agency that they can't afford anymore. So Connor Brown is like the fact and let's just add on to the fact that he's already signed and locked in for three more years or two more years at a really nice dollar amount like that is just perfect so the top three senators who increase their value according to locked on senators number one connor brown number two josh norris and number three philly franchise before we get to our honorable mentions let's tell you about a new sponsor to the show it's lucy lucy nicotine is a company founded by caltech scientists and former smokers, keyword former, looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Research and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, cinnamon, pomegranate, or if you used to chew, maybe you want some wintergreen. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that come in three other flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum and lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month, so it's simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Lucy lozenges and gum are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. Now, Locked On NHL Network listeners, go to Lucy. Dot com and use promo code locked on NHL to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gums and lozenges. Also, I have to give this disclaimer warning this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Go to lucy.com and make sure you use the promo code locked on NHL. And guys, in today's world, it's so important to stay on top of your financial situation. And a big part of that is watching your credit scores and your credit. Credit karma money is what you need to be looking at. It's a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making new purchases. That sounds awesome. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot. Hence, instant, guys, instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. So this isn't a fluke, guys. They're giving away lots of money to lots of people. 
open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. So you don't have to deal with these extra charges, the fine print stuff, and you're not worried about trying to use it because they have a network of over 50,000 ATMs. I'm sure you can find an ATM somewhere. Credit Karma money. Progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. You deserve a little good karma, so why not get instant karma from creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusive in terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank, Inc. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. All right, Pilsy. So we've got one, two, three out of the way in which senators improve their value most. But we have a few honorable mentions. I'll let you start kicking it off. Well, my honorable mention, and it's... Really, he could be higher in the list based off our value value evaluation to start this season off when we did our rankings. Nikita Zaitsev was our lowest value member of the Ottawa Senators who was healthy. Literally the, the last. out of 64. 64 out of 64 we had him at. So I had to get him as honorable mention because this guy really turned it around. Ross, he became an absolute defensive stud for this team that needed him. 110 block shots, good for six in the league. Alec Martinez had the most with 168. And then you go to just his numbers with the Ottawa Senators, and he was a leader there as well. Like with block shots, especially, nobody even came close. So 110 for Zaitsev. Next closest guy was Shabbat with 72. And then you go to the hits category. Obviously, Brady is well above everyone else, double. But the guy behind him in second place is Nikita Zaitsev with 114 hits. So in hits and block shots, this guy was incredible for this team. He was really laying it down on the line. And he had a big role, especially with Shabbat out. He had to be one of the guys, him and Zub, that were kind of helping the younger, smaller left shot defensemen do their offensive puck moving roles while they kept it down on the shutdown defensive side. So for me, Nikita Zaitsev has shown so much value. Yes, his contract, you're probably paying him a million and a half too much for one year, too many, but he's a guy that needs to be on this roster for now until the young defensive prospects are ready. So I want to give massive stick taps to Nikita Zaitsev. He's relied upon in a defensive role. He doesn't get the headlines. He doesn't get the respect around the league that maybe he should. And we're not saying that he's an elite number one defenseman or anything. And he's a definitely overplayed or over exuded versus what you believe his skill set could be. But down the stretch, he he really turned around. The offense came, which is just a bonus when you're looking at his game. But scoring on actual goalies. Game winning goals too against the Jets, that 2-1 goal. And then he found his spot scoring from that same location against uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs against his former team, which must've felt good. So I respect that honorable mention, but I have to go with Artem Zub because he was the mythical creature. Nobody even knew who he was coming into this season, unless you're a huge fan of ska, or uh, if you followed the Olympic athletes from Russia, when you saw him win a gold medal there, but nobody knew how that would translate to the NHL. You knew Igor Zhiganov came from that same team and Shabbat put him out of the league on the first night of the season going right through him on his way to a beauty goal. So the the KHL, it's such a hit or miss situation when you're getting a veteran out of there like that. So 
I think you just have to put some some respect on what he was able to accomplish. And I mean, his raise certainly exemplifies that going from 900,000 to a 2.5 AAV right away. So uh, what more can you say about him? Just reliable all over the ice and uh, chipped in offensively as well with 14 points. So I uh, just love what Artem Zub brings and hope that he can stabilize Branstrom like he did this year and allow him to be more free and, and go run around. So yeah, lots of like when it comes to Senators, and we'll have our full evaluations coming up closer to the season, probably after free agency, once we have a better idea of how the roster will shape going in to next season. Pilsy, we put out another fun topic this weekend on our Twitter, at Send Central, in honor of Andy Sutton joining the show on Friday. And stick taps to Andy. It was a great interview with him. I definitely recommend going back. And checking that out, you can listen to all Locked On Senators podcasts wherever you download yours, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, wherever. We're here for you Monday through Friday. Uh, we really do appreciate reviews as well. We read those and and they do go a long way. So, Pilsy, the latest question in honor of Andy Sutton, who are your favorite Senators to only play one year or less with the team? Well, I'm going to start with the one I tweeted because it's it's the one that always makes me smile. And it's the first one I usually think of when this kind of obscure, short, tenured sends topic comes up. And it's Mike Commodore. Like, it was just so random having him in Ottawa. And buckets off in warmies with the massive red afro just brings a smile to my face every single time. So that's the first one I'm going to mention. I'll tip it off to you now. Okay, so you're going to go with... Mike Commodore, that's a good answer. I'll stick with defenseman and go with David Runblad. That's the one I tweeted as well. I must have watched that Magic Number 7 YouTube video and go to my Twitter, at Ross Levitan. I, I put the link in there as well. I thought this guy was going to be better than Carlson. I was like, oh, man, like how's Carlson going to find a home on this team with David Runblad there? And this was like before Runblad's season, actually, his partial season before he was traded uh, for Kyle Turris was the year that Carlson won his first Norris trophy. So some people are saying that magic number seven imparted some magic on Eric Carlson, allowing him to reach those heights. I mean, that trade worked out for Ottawa in the end, getting Kyle Turris, but I'll never forget the day that Ottawa got David Runblad. I was at my grade 12 prom. It was the NHL draft and Ottawa was on the clock and made the trade for a guy who was selected in the first round the year before St. Louis ends up taking Vladimir Tarasenko with that pick. We know how that ended up. But hey, if, if you haven't seen his highlights with Skleftia, David Runblad was a complete magician in the Swedish Hockey League. So I was fired up for that. I bought into the hype. I also was so excited to see one of my favorite players all time, Peter Bondro, get to play for Ottawa. So I'll also give an honorable mention of that, Pillsy. I think I know where you're going with your honorable mention. How could it be any more obvious? I'm a Hassock guy, as if I would forget to put this guy on my list, Ross. The dominator, the greatest goalie the Ottawa Senators have seen. Now, yes, Craig Anderson does have the best franchise numbers, but no one ever has been greater than Dominic Hassock. And in one season, he was so amazing. I mean, the we don't have to go over the Olympics and all that. And mm-hmm. there was rumors that he wanted to re-sign with the Senators in that offseason to kind of make up for what happened. But I don't think uh, the Sens uh, management really was too stoked about that idea after it all went down. So Dominic Hassock was just so much fun. And he's the reason I'm an Ottawa Senators fan today. So I got to throw him on the list. Yeah, go have your say. There's tons of cool photos as well in this thread. So go check it out. It's an awesome scroll, and we appreciate everyone for playing along with us. We appreciate everyone who tweets us photos of their built bars as well. It's awesome to see because we're not just 
advertising for Built Bar, we're consumers of Built Bar as well because it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I absolutely love them. They come in 16 amazing flavors. Eight are chocolate nut free. Eight have nuts if you like that. And guess what? Common denominator. They're all 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are great for the health conscious guy or girl because you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, but they're high in protein and high in fiber, a nutritional grand slam. Pilsy, hit us with your pick of the day. Well, for my pick of the day, guys, the weather's getting nicer. I think I start start most of my built bar uh, ads off like that, but it really is getting nicer. And you want to get out there. Don't just hang around the house. Like go out for a hike, go for a nice walk, a bike ride. But when you're doing that, you got to keep those built bars cool. They're made with 100% chocolate, let's remember. So if you're out there in plus 25 weather, sweating and you got a built bar in your pocket, that might melt on you. So what you got to do is get your built travel cooler. You can keep your built bars nice and cool this summer. And you can put about two to four of your favorite built bars in there. It'll keep them cool. And for a low price of $14.95. So make sure you head to builtbar.com, get all your favorite flavors from a mix box, then Get your travel cooler so you're ready to go outside and have protein, energy, and delicious flavor. So check out the Built Bar Travel Cooler. Go to BuiltBar.com, see all the great products available, like Pilsy mentioned. It's Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. All right, Pilsy, we already hit on the Edmonton Oilers blowing a 4-1 lead. <laughs> the Leafs did it first. And it's still, like, you can't tell me that it's worse than the Leafs. The Leafs did it in game seven. So they still have the cram. Plus, they also lost a 5-1 lead to your Ottawa Senators earlier this season. But there are two eliminations as well. The Colorado Avalanche swept the St. Louis Blues, the 2019 Stanley Cup champions. They haven't won a round since that Stanley Cup. Neither have the Washington Capitals since they won the cup in 2018. They are out, but it's a gentleman's sweep after they get the one win. Craig Anderson gets the Capitals only win in the playoffs as well. But Craig Anderson, Zdeno Chera, and Mike Hoffman, pour one out for your first eliminated sends abroad. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't think the Avs would sweep the Blues. Like, I thought the Blues were going to sneak one game out of there. Like, for, for a team as good as the Avalanche to do it, it's not that crazy. But the Blues weren't exactly, like, that's a good, solid roster there. And we joked about it uh, the whole time leading up to it. Whoever finishes fourth in that division just gets to go to the playoffs and get destroyed by either La- Avalanche or the Golden Knights. And oh, that's what happened to the pre- Blues. We got a prediction right. Shocker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For once, for once. And then with the Capitals, it's just it's just tough. Like, I think this, this team... Is their window done? I don't... I, that's what I was just going to get into. Like, I don't know what this team's going to do now with... It sounds like Kuznetsov has fallen out of favor with the management, so he's probably going to be gone. Ovi's another year older now. I know he's playing banged up, so that doesn't help your team. And then what happens with Zdeno Char? Are they going to bring him back? Uh, you know, Ovechkin needs a new contract. Eh? Maybe the Sens should add him True. to their list of pending free agents. Well, go. once you get Connor McDavid. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. McDavid oh, per- first. Perfect winger. Perfect yeah, winger exactly. That, that'll work out nicely. Hey, uh, unfortunately, he can't wear his number eight with Ottawa, so it's probably a, a lost cause there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. How many guys would try to wear number eight with Ottawa? It's like, sorry, Finney's got that one on lock. Um, obviously, we say that jokingly, but 
crazy because this was before the NHL limited contract lengths. Ovechkin's ending a 13-year contract. How often did a contract of that length get signed where they're worth every penny for every year of that deal? It's truly remarkable. Him and Crosby both. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, ask the New Jersey Devils what they feel like about uh, long-term deals with Kovalchuk. That that was the biggest blow-up ever. The so, Islanders with Pietro. Yeah. Oh, man. Yashin? Yeah. So there, there's a lot of times where that doesn't work out. But when you have the most prolific goal scorer ever, it's probably going to work out. Pilsy, during this contract for Ovechkin, he scored 567 goals. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. I mean, that's all you can really say, right? In 952 games, this guy is a complete workhorse, does not miss hockey games. He will, however, miss the world championships because he was playing through an injury in the playoffs for Washington. But it's going to be really interesting. There's going to be a ton of interesting off-seasons this year with the flat cap included, but some very disappointed franchises that are going to look to make a – Maybe a move that backfires, but at least make a splash to show that they're still trying to win. Because as long as you have one of the greatest players of all time, many say the best goal scorer all time, you have to still go for it. I don't care that he's 35 years old. He's still playing at the top of most people's games. I'll say he's not at the top of his own. What a ridiculous standard he set, but he's still a top line player in the National Hockey League. So you got to continue to grind. And they gave up a first round pick to bring in Mantha. So we'll see how that lasts long term as well but going into tonight it's game three Leafs Habs Cole Caulfield will be in the lineup for the Montreal Canadiens so what if, if he scores does he put a three up to to the crowd because Kotkaniemi put four but now Caulfield is back in the lineup with him it looks like it's going to be at the expense of Thomas Tatar which is a, an interesting wrinkle in all this and then the Florida Panthers what do they have to lose they're going to go with Spencer Knight the 20-year-old rookie who's 4-0 in the NHL, though. So you look at him, and we were advocating actually on Friday that he should get a start. So um, here it is. It's going to be a a youth movement, and we're seeing that more and more in the NHL. And now finally coaches are kind of understanding that, that that's their best chance of winning in the playoffs as well. Yeah, I th- tonight's slate of games is absolutely incredible. There's so much good storylines for all of them. I think, yeah, we got to stick with the goalie one in Florida. Uh, you have to go with Spencer Knight now. Like, I didn't fully realize that in a bunch of the games this series, both Bobrovsky and Drieger have replaced each other in net. So, like, neither of those guys you can rely upon. And at this point, you're down 3-1. Like, you might as well just try to ace up your sleeve and see if Spencer Knight can get it done because he has amazing numbers in the NHL. He's been in those big moments in his career. So this is a guy that gives you a better shot at this point than Drieger or Bobrovsky. So you got to do it. Yeah. So there's, there could be multiple eliminations tonight. The Minnesota wild are hanging on for dear life down three, one. So Mark stone could be moving on initially, who is our pick as well. It's, pretty too bad that we both have the same pick but man vegas they're they're just a wagon so uh we're, we're definitely looking for them to move on tonight the wild credit to them man they battled but uh, they just ran into an amazing team and this second round like I, i'm enjoying the first round as i should i'm not trying to get ahead of myself if we get boston tampa vegas colorado as two of the series i don't even care about what the other ones are, it's going to be worth our while. I mean, and then you do look, and it would be, what would the other ones be? Carolina and... Well, those series are tied at two. You're looking at Carolina we and should Nashville actually... and then Pittsburgh Islanders. Right. We should give some credit to the Nashville Predators. Back-to-back 
double overtime wins and stick taps to Matt Duchesne, an absolute beauty uh, to get the first one. And now that series is tied at two. So yeah, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but it looks like Boston Tampa is on its way to happening, which is just going to be unreal as well. So, Hey, lots of coverage coming up. We also have David foot coming up on the show, probably Wednesday, I think for a in-depth look at the Belleville Senators season and a whole lot more. Pillsy, before we go, let's get back to our tankathon spin. The Senators know that they've got the 10th best odds, and it's sneaking up quick. June 2nd is not that far away. It's going to be a week on Wednesday that the NHL has their draft lottery. If you're just tuning in or just want a reminder, the Senators have a 4.5% chance of drafting first overall and a 9.3% chance of picking in the top two. Pillsy? Lead us off. All right, here we go. Well, oh, this is interesting. We got to do a, a redraft here, Ross, as the Arizona forfeited draft pick is first overall. So All right, I'll just promptly do a, a redraft here. We have to do another redraft. No uh, New Jersey Devils get first overall, and Arizona's forfeited pick is second overall. All right. So if they're top two, there's a redraw. Pillsy, who do you get? Here we go. Now, this one is the legit one. And I'd be happy for this. Seattle gets first overall. I think that'd be nice to start the franchise cool. off. Yep. And then the Ducks get second. Buffalo gets third. And Ottawa is in 10th. Okay. So you got 10th. And I got 10th as well. This is going to be a common theme. Buffalo drafting first. And Detroit moving up four spots to pick second. I think I got Detroit picking top two in both of my spins. So, so far... Since the official odds have been announced, we've done this four times. Three of them, the Senators have picked 10th, and the other one, they picked 11th. So that's a a sobering reminder. It's not going to be a top five pick this year, but they got two last year. So you have that in the back pocket. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.